Hello Saints, Todd here with SafeguardYourSoul.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so blessed to have these moments together in the Word of God. And remember, Saints, there's nothing, there's nothing, no thing happening on God's planet that is even remotely as important as the work of the gospel and feeding the sheep of Jesus Christ for whom he died to save so that they can grow in grace, they can be edified, they can be equipped for the work of the ministry according to the scriptures. And let me just guarantee you this one thing, by the grace of God, this outreach will continue to unapologetically endeavor to preach the whole of the word of God, regardless of who gets offended or not in Jesus name. And please remember that your prayers and support are vital to this operation. Thank you. God be praised that Jesus Christ is doing exactly what he said he came to do. He said he came to seek and to save that which was lost. Luke chapter 19, verse 10. God is so good, and Jesus is saving souls today, friends. A lady named Amber has been apprehended by Jesus today and brought into his eternal kingdom. To make a long story short, if you will, my steps were ordered absolutely minutely by God this morning, and when I went to the bank, Amber, a young lady, looks like she had her husband or boyfriend in the car and had kind of tinted windows. And later I found out she had her little one-year-old baby in that car with her. But anyway, she kind of real nicely, not like a beggar or anything, came over and asked me if I could, is there any way that she could give me some foreign money to exchange for American money and stuff? I said, no, just keep that. I'll be right back. I'm going to go back into the bank. It was the bank parking lot and I'm, I'll be right back. And so I went and withdrew some cash for them and realizing that I just knew I needed to do that. And I think what I'm going to tell you here in a minute will probably confirm that, to put it lightly. But anyway, I gave her a Jesus track, one of the amazing Jesus tracks. Those are available. You can just email me and ask me for the tracks. We've got about four that are PDF'd and print ready. In fact, a brother named Javon just recently had some printed and actually had the one I gave her printed. And he sent us some, and we sent some to other people, including Sister Dana in Missouri, some of the people, and to other people that we supply and that are ministering disciples. And so I gave her the Jesus track, and when I came back, she had it open, and you could tell she was intently reading it. And the by that time, the manager and actually two managers and the security guard, you know, had been alerted that there's somebody out in the parking lot lot, you know, asking for money or whatever. And they were really nicely talking to her. And you could tell she was just going through a hard time. You know, Tolo, we've all been there. We're not judging you. And we love you. And, you know, after a few minutes there, I just said, hey, guys, I looked to the two managers and the security guard. I said, can we just pray over Amber right now? Now, I don't even know these people, but God was working, man. He was working in every one of our hearts. And we bowed our heads and I put my hand on her shoulder. We prayed over her and she got some cash. And then she came over to my vehicle again. I called her over actually because she was getting ready to leave. And the Lord had me just communicating the gospel to her. And she admitted that she was not living for the Lord right now. And she would not go to heaven if she died right now. And we kept talking and I encouraged her. I said, you know, however it came out, I said, you know, Amber, you really need to stop your life right now. Because Jesus said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these other things will be added unto you. And it doesn't matter 
matter where you are. I know you're in a tight space right now, but you need God. You need God right now in your life. And if you don't repent and receive Christ, if you die today, I said, in no uncertain terms, you're going to go to hell. And this girl started crying. I mean, she started weeping. And I said, you know, is today, are you ready? If to, Is there any reason? After I ministered to her, I like to ask them this question. and It's hard to say no to. I said, is there any reason why, Amber, you couldn't stop your life right now and repent? and receive Jesus. I said, look, there's nothing that would make Jesus happier than to apply his blood to your life and wash away all your sins right now. She said, no, there's no reason. I said, you ready to get saved? And she says, yes. I said, come on around to the driver's side here. We're going to pray. And about that time, my friend Tim called, Brother Tim, and we put him on speakerphone to be a witness. And I told Amber, I said, as I do everyone I pray with, I said, I want to right now, you're not praying to man. I'm praying with you, but I want you to pray this prayer. I want you to repeat after me. And I want you to pray this prayer with everything that is in you, in repentance, and God's going to hear it. He's going to save you right now. Are you ready? Anyway, we led her in a prayer, and it was very thorough. It was not rushed at all, and the whole time she was absolutely weeping. I don't think I've ever seen so many tears from one person's eyes, and God apprehended this young lady. He loves her. He ordained everybody's steps. He orchestrated everything so that he could save this one precious soul that he died to save. Remember in Luke 15, verse 7 and verse 10, we read, I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. So notice joy shall be in heaven. That's what was happening and that's what's happening today. There's joy. And where is that joy? It's in heaven. Verse 10, likewise, Jesus says, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repentance. Notice, who is in the presence of the angels of God? Have you ever caught that? God is in the presence of the angels of God. So it's God himself that's actually rejoicing. A lot of times we kind of misquote this, not that it's heretical or anything, but we say that their angels are rejoicing. Well, they probably are too, but first and foremost, and specifically, it says, quote, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God. Perhaps that means God, who's in the presence of the angels of God, or they're in his presence, is dancing and shouting and rejoicing over this. The application of the blood of Jesus to this precious lady who repented and received Christ today. And may the Lord Jesus receive the reward of his suffering yet more and more. And before I close this short message, saints, we're going to pray. We're going to pray for divine appointments for every one of us, man. If you ask, you shall receive. I know many of you will remember Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. that says that those that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. And today I was reminded of the Ethiopian eunuch and Philip in chapter 8 of the book of Acts and how God used Philip to minister to and lead this Ethiopian eunuch to Jesus. Man, wasn't that an amazing story there? Notice this, verse 26, Acts 8, and the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, 
which is desert. Notice the angel of the Lord is directing Philip, telling him to get up and go. You ever have that? That's how it was all morning. God directed every thought and every step that, you know, there's no way that this wasn't God because the timing was absolutely pinpoint. And notice he's guiding the steps of Philip this day. And he says he arose, Philip was obedient, and he went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia. Anybody ever met an Ethiopian people? I'll tell you what, that's some of the sweetest people I've ever met. Beautiful people. And a lot of history of the Ethiopians in the Bible. You can do a search for that. It's amazing. So there, Philip here, one of the servants, the deacons of the Lord, rose up and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia. God directed him straight to this man a eunuch of great authority of the Candace, queen of Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure. In other words, he guarded her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. Kind of sounds like what happened today. I gave her a track and she was reading the gospel. And how many people know that Isaiah the prophet, the book of Isaiah 66, books long. It's called the Gospel of the Old Testament. Anybody remember chapter 53? That's a chapter, the most concentrated prophetic chapter in the whole Bible of the Messiah who was to come. The most concentrated prophetic utterance of God through the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 53. I want you to read that today, beloved, and perhaps read that once a week. So when he was returning, he runs, he comes, he's brought to this Ethiopian man who had the charge of the treasure of the queen of Ethiopia. And he was sitting down, probably waiting for the queen who was possibly in, obviously doing some business there in Jerusalem. And this guy was reading the book of Isaiah. He was sitting in his chariot and read, that would be like somebody sitting in their vehicle, that was their vehicles back then, read Isaiah the prophet. Then the Holy Spirit, the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near, go closer, and join thyself to the chariot. In other words, go over to this chariot. And Philip ran thither. He ran. Look how obedient Philip was. And he didn't hesitate. He went straight over to this chariot and this man and heard him read the prophet Isaiah. So obviously the eunuch was reading it out loud. And Philip said, Understandest thou what thou readest? Notice there's so many people who have read or have heard Scripture, beloved, notice that, around us today who just need a little more understanding. They are curious. They're searching. In fact, over the weekend, over the holidays, I was visiting back with family, and some of them expressed their questions that they have. And so I was able to share Scripture to answer those questions. It was quite amazing. And saints, God wants to use each of us, as we, we all know as believers, to help answer the questions and bring to a close the searching, introduce people to Jesus. May God minister to us and use us to become consummate soul winners. We're going to pray that in a minute together, saints, that God's going to hear the prayer and he's going to begin to use you in ways that you've never been used before. And people like precious Amber are going to be brought to Jesus. You know, we sometimes talk about other of the believers that we're in fellowship with and how they're leading people to Jesus on a regular basis. It's rarely a week goes by when Sister Terry, who's a consummate soul winning evangelist for Jesus over in Miami, is 
believers and calling me to introduce me to a new saint who got saved. And you could tell they got saved, man. And so we begin discipling them right away. We get them Spanish or English Bibles, whatever whatever they need. We get them the devotional moments with our master and other of the books to help them grow in Christ. So he asked this eunuch, he, this Ethiopian, he said, do you understand what you read? And he said, the eunuch answered, he said this, how can I accept some man should guide me? In other words, I need some help, man. I want to understand. And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. In other words, come sit next to me. Let's read this together and teach me. So many searching people, friends. There's no new thing under the sun. And just like this 2,000 years ago, there are people today all around you and I, just like Amber, who are searching. And just like this Ethiopian eunuch, that God wants to use us like he did Philip to help them to come to Christ. We got a little book on the website. It's also on Amazon called Revolutionary Evangelism. It's a small book, and I believe it'll greatly excite you and encourage you and give you specifics on ministering to others and bringing them in, seeing God bring them into the kingdom of Christ. But you and I are his witnesses. You are my witnesses, right? Isaiah, ye are my witnesses. Don't you love that verse? Isaiah 43, 10, you are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there is no God form, neither shall there be after me. Hallelujah. So verse 32, Acts 8, the place of the scripture, which he read was this quote out of Isaiah. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter and like a lamb dumb before his shearer. So opened he not his mouth. That's the Messiah. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee of whom speaketh the prophet this of himself or some other man. And Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And so they went there on their way. They came into a certain water and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? See, this eunuch was ready to get saved, but notice what Philip said. This eunuch wanted to get baptized, but Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. So notice today, too, Amber said she had been baptized, but she was no longer. Presently, she was not walking with Christ. And just like Philip, I shared with her that water baptism won't save you. You need to be born again. You need to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ in repentance and receive him. And that's part of what caused her to start weeping and crying and led to her agreeing to pray to be saved. And that's what you see here. Water baptismal regeneration is a false teaching. I know the Church of Christ is called the cult, and rightly so, because they make water baptism an essential, as I told Amber. And as Philip told this eunuch, you got to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ first. The Bible says in Romans 10, verse 9 and 10, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, in other words, declare that he is Lord, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. 
For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saints, probably I'm doing this message for a couple of reasons, maybe more, maybe a handful. First of all, so that we can pray together for Amber, our new sister in Christ. I wasn't able to exchange information with her because she didn't have a phone, but we know that God God can keep those he saved. I know the people that led me to Jesus were not instrumental in discipling me. And we have those instances in the Bible. In fact, right here in the eighth chapter of Acts, where we read about Philip leading this Ethiopian eunuch to Jesus right after, right where we stopped there, we see that Philip was taken up at that point in this amazing and he was transported by Jesus to another location that's about 40 miles away notice and when they were come up out of the water the spirit of the lord caught away philip that the eunuch saw him no more and he went on his way rejoicing but philip was found at azotus a town about 40 miles away i believe it is from there and passing through he preached in all the cities till he came to caesarea notice god transported supernaturally his servant philip out of that situation after he led this ethiopian eunuch to jesus you know you see a lot of people get religious about stuff like this well you got to disciple them you know you can't just lead them to jesus well, you know what? We didn't save them in the first place and we can't keep them. Yes, we have responsibility to feed the body of Christ. But I think the last time I checked, tell me if I'm wrong here, Jesus is the king of his kingdom and he's in charge of every one of his sheep. And when he saves them, they're his sheep and they're going to hear his voice and they're going to follow him. So next time somebody comes up with this idea that you didn't do anything good unless you got them saved and then you let them to Jesus and you disciple them for the rest of their life or whatever, that's ridiculous. This completely refutes that religious idea, because right here we see Jesus saving someone and then immediately removing his servant that led that person to Jesus. So another reason we're sharing this most likely here, as I just got on here in my excitement, it might be the Lord, is that we're going to pray together for God to use you and I to, to be those who know him and do great exploits in this last hour, folks. Jesus is coming and mankind is weeping and searching for the Savior. And God's going to use us to lead many of them to righteousness as we also read in the book of Daniel. In fact, we read that in Daniel 12, verse 3. It says, And they that be wise, and let's pray for some wisdom together in a minute here. They that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. You know, it seems like God has a special reward for those he uses to lead people to him. And, you know, you can be one of those people, folks. You don't have to be a total Bible scholar. You don't have to be some special person who went and got a degree. In fact, I would pity you if you did because you got a Bible. You don't need man to teach you God's word when you can read it for yourself. And so if you're learning of the Lord and you're being taught of the Lord straight from his word as you get up every day and seek him in the word of God every day, 
denying yourself, taking up your cross and following him, God's going to hear your prayer. You're led by the Spirit. He's going to teach you even more. And as he matures you and works in you, both the will and the do of his good pleasure, as you work out your salvation with fear and trembling, Philippians 2, 12 and 13, as he perfects that which concerns you, he's going to lead you just like he did. Beloved Philip, as we just read in the book of Acts chapter 8, and he's going to use you in a mighty way to lead people. And by the way, before she left, I gave Amber a King James Bible. It's actually a pocket Bible, King James, with Psalms and Proverbs in the back. I always get those at the Goodwill or the thrift stores. And I encouraged her to read that every day, that the Bible, the Word of God, now that she's saved, is her spiritual food. And she will need to feed on it every single day to read portions of Scripture each morning and have a few moments in prayer with the Lord. Let's go ahead and pray for that right now. Uh, we'll pray for Amber, and I want you to put her on your prayer list. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for these moments together, Father. Thank you for finding and saving us into your glorious kingdom through the blood of the magnificent, majestic Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you came and died for our sins. You were buried, raised again for our justification, and you found and brought us into your kingdom, and we know you're coming back soon. Lord, we ask you that we would be those people that you foretold would lead or turn many to righteousness, Lord. And then in that process that you would, we know you're going to rejoice, Lord, you and your angels in the presence of your majesty in heaven. And we give you thanks for that, Lord. We ask you to make us, each of us, consummate soul winners, O oh God, consummate soul winners. In the name of Jesus Christ, we love you and we thank you for it today, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father, one more thing, fill us with the Holy Ghost afresh, Lord, and use us mightily. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, brothers and sisters, it's been a blessing to spend these moments with you in the Word of God. And remember, there's hundreds of more Christ-centered, scripture-rich, edifying podcasts on safeguardyoursoul.com forward slash audios. There's also a store page with several many books on there for your edification in Christ. They're all scripture-rich and Christ-centered. Also, tens of thousands of saints and sinners are being reached every month, and you're prayers are coveted for the fruitfulness and supply of this outreach. God be praised, by the way, for those who are supporting. And feel free to visit our donate page on the site. And you can use your debit card, PayPal, or Patreon. And you can become a monthly sustaining member if you choose to do so. And a gift of any amount is so appreciated. Part of this outreach is to equip and supply other ministering disciples across our great country and all over the world. And may God be praised that there's fruitfulness happening among his people and through his beloved saints as we know that the return of our Lord Jesus Christ draws nigh. And we say together in the words of Revelation 22, even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen.